Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Goal Line Stance podcast. I'm the co-host, Chris Linfont, here with my co-host, Nick Sparber. Nick, how are you today? I'm good. Um, how's everyone doing today? We're all doing all right, I assume. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about today is actually some really sad news um, coming out of the Vikings organization. This happened a couple days ago. Um, Vikings offensive line coach Tony Sperano passed away. Um, first off, we here at the Goal Line Stands podcast would like to give our condolences to Tony Sperano's family and the Vikings organization. For those who are unaware, Vikings offensive line coach Tony Sperano passed away on Sunday of osteochloric heart disease. He was 56 years old. We are keeping Mr. Sperano and his family and the Vikings organization in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, I'd just like to offer my condolences. Yeah, it, it's really a it really I sad mean, story. I, d- I didn't know him. Yeah. From what I understand, he was an all-around good guy in the yeah. NFL, and everybody loved him, so... <clears throat> Ho- Shame. Hope for those f- his family and his kids to move on. Not yeah. keep him in his thoughts, prayers, family, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on into some other, you know, typical NFL news. We have a big, big episode today. We have a lot of topics to cover. Because we did miss a little time. Um, so the first thing we are going to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals general manager, Steve Kime, got into a little bit of a trouble uh, on the 4th of July, Independence Day. You know, everybody's out partying, celebrating America and everything. And then, you know, people are bound to make stupid decisions. And Steve Kime is one of those people who made a stupid decision. Um, for those of you that don't know, the Cardinals general manager, who has worked with the organization since 1999, but has been the general manager since 2013, was cited for a DUI on July 4th. Uh, video surfaced of the incident, and he apparently refused to take a breathalyzer test. Uh, he claimed to just have two beers, um, but the officers said that he was swerving and tried to avoid the police, which is probably the worst part about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's never a good idea. Um, he was released later in the night, and... As soon as that happened, he immediately contacted the Cardinals, who then in turn contacted the NFL. Um, Kime said that he regrets his um, inabil- incredibly poor judgment and inexcusable actions. Everyone associated with the NFL and his teams is held to a high standard of behavior, and obviously I failed to meet that. I sincerely apologize to our organization and its fans, as well as to my family. I accept the full responsibility for my actions and hold myself completely accountable. Moving forward, I will take the steps to ensure that I never put myself or the Cardinals in this type of situation again. So Kime, a couple weeks later, he pleads guilty to the DUI, and the Cardinals, not the NFL, the Cardinals suspended him five weeks and fined him $200,000. The money will go to Arizona Mothers Against Drunk Driving Organization. So the really, I guess the good news is that no one actually got hurt in this incident. It was a very stupid act, but no one, there was no accident. He did get arrested. Which prevented anything from from happening, so that's good. And that there is money going to to a good cause here. But the problem is the Cardinals now have a general manager who's going to face face a lot of scrutiny down the line. So Nick, did the Cardinals do enough, or should Kyle be fired? I, I kind of think that they did do enough. It was his first time. I mean, he did try to avoid the police, as the police said. But I think they did the right thing. They fined him two hundred thousand dollars and suspended him for five weeks. He said all the right things. I think he, I think they did the right thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about this because you know he didn't hurt anyone. He did, yeah, but it was still very reckless, and I think you know, especially with someone in his p- 
position. And then, because we, we, we give NFL players a very hard time when they do stupid stuff, but then when the managers do stupid stuff, right, it looks like they're getting away with it. Now, it is a five-week suspension, and that's probably what in line with what the NFL would have given them. And a $200,000 fine is pretty hefty, no matter, you know, how much money you have. But I, I really don't know if they did enough. I mean, if they fired him, I think that would have sent a stronger message because the Cardinals have had some issues. You know, Michael Floyd was caught uh, drunk driving in Arizona not too long ago, and he was a former Cardinal. He, I don't know if he's even on a team anymore. No, I, I think he's gone. I don't yeah, think I think he, he was on the Cardinals anymore. at that point. I'm a little fuzzy on, on I what I think happened. he went to the 49ers or something, maybe. I think the no, Vikings Raiders, some Raiders or something. I don't know. Yeah. And now he's gone. Yeah. But, I mean... The Cardinals, I think they they can do more about this. Firing him would send a very big message, but they're obviously not going to do that anymore. That puts them in another hole. If he does something stupid again, then then they're, he's gone. Then, they're, then they they he's gone, but they're also going to face a lot of scrutiny for not taking care of him earlier. But I think if they fired him right now, that puts him in a hole for the season. Going into training camp without a general manager, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah, and he has been working there a long time, so they they obviously know him better Give than him we pass. Would. So, you know, forgiveness is always a good idea, I guess. But, you know, if he does do something stupid again, they got to get rid of him. All right. On to another weird, crazy situation. This is probably even crazier. Um, LaShawn McCoy is one of the NFL's uh, most prominent superstars. He's a running back for the Buffalo Bills, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, I've never heard anything bad about him up until this point. Now, it came out uh, on July 10th, a few weeks ago, that... A friend of uh, McCoy's former girlfriend, she posted a picture of uh, the ex-girlfriend severely beat on Instagram and accused McCoy of being um, behind it, while have also having history of beating his dog and child. So these are not, you know, any light accusations in, in any sense of the manner. Um, so someone or some people, we don't exactly know how many people there were, broke into McCoy's house where Miss Corden his ex-girlfriend, was living and robbed the house and beat her. So the assailants reportedly demanded jewelry from her. Um, the friend said there were specific items, uh, asked for, uh, asked for, for, um, for by the assailants, and that's in line with this uh, police report. Uh, Miss Corden says that she believed McCoy hired them because of the breakup. Now, Miss Corden was inside and living in McCoy's house. Now, he had tried to get her evicted um, through the court system because she would not leave. So they were actually scheduled to go to court the next day, but that had actually been changed uh, before this incident had happened. So it, it's weird. It, it's just shady. You know, no pun intended. But it's shady in this in sense of the way. Um, she's also been traveling a lot, so there's also some people have said that it could have been a, a point of view where they know a rich woman is living in LaShawn McCoy's house, and she is traveling a lot, and she may or may not be there. She was there, and this could have happened. Or maybe McCoy did hire somebody to do this. Uh, McCoy was not in the area at the time. He was in Miami. I believe the Buffalo Bills were doing something down there, but I don't know for a fact. Uh, he denies all responsibility in the matter and claims that he has not seen any of the people involved, involved in months. Um, so the Buffalo Bills are monitoring the situation along with the NFL as law enforcement uh, continues with their investigation. So far, no evidence has been presented to implicate McCoy. Uh, McCoy is um, reporting to Bill's training camp today. He did report. So, 
Um, if these allegations are true, uh, this would obviously ruin his reputation and career pretty much forever. Um, I don't know if you took a look at the um, picture of the... I don't have it on here because it's a little graphic, but the pictures that did surface of I didn't her... I see the pictures. I didn't... It, it's not pretty. Um, she was definitely severely beaten, but I don't know if we could pin this on McCoy yet. You can't pin it on McCoy yet because there's not enough evidence. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't know why she's living there. She has no reason to live there. I mean, it's I, not her house. To play devil's advocate here, it's right? It's not her house. It's not her house. She has no right to be there, first of all. What happened to her, obviously, is, is tragic. Terrible. Yeah. But the fact that, you know. She's there is her fault. And I don't know, like, because maybe they just thought it was empty because McCoy wasn't there and they knew it was McCoy's house. That's another yeah. point. And they went in there, tried. I don't know how they... But the one thing that's really shit is how they knew what to ask for, I would say. Yeah. So... They asked for jewelry, but it could have been... They could have just assumed rich women living in a big house. they have jewelry. They have jewelry, which is probably very expensive and something that's easy to carry out. I mean, I don't see any way we can implicate McCoy currently in this situation. He denies this. I mean, you know... And and she shouldn't be living there. She should not be there. I mean, you know... You can't put this all on, 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 you know, whoever broke... I mean, yeah, it's tragic it happened, but she's not allowed to be there, and, and she's putting up this fight. So she's not this innocent person to begin with. No, you can't, you can't she's, make she's basically her to be a saint. She's, she's not supposed to be living there. Taking someone else's private property at this point. Yeah. Which is, does not belong to her. Um, yeah, so uh, I have to ask, though, if this is true... Is McCoy suspended forever? Is he kicked out of the league immediately? Uh, is this if this is true, I would kick him out of the league. Yeah. I think he's going to jail. Well yeah, he would probably go to jail. But like, you know, Mike Mike Vick went to jail for a while. He but came that's back. different. Yeah, it is it's a different scenario. I mean we this we saw Adrian was Peterson, almost killed, I think. Adrian right? Peterson had a, had a had claims that he beat his son and, and he tried to refute them that this is not beating that whole scandal was what, twenty fourteen? Yeah. Uh, he came back to the league. Honestly, I don't think that if this is true, that I don't think McCoy could ever come back. No, I this, think he'd be this is pretty. Forever. This is pretty rough. Yeah, this is true. Um, but then again, why is she there? This yeah. is her fault. Technically, partly it's her fault because partly. she wasn't there. If she wasn't there, they would have just robbed it anyway. I did see that she, um, for some reason, she felt McCoy was spying on her with security cameras and removed the security cameras. So maybe she planned it all. I mean. I don't want to let levy any crazy, you know, ideas here. I got a crazy idea. I got a conspiracy. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it in d- that far in doubt because if she's fighting this battle, this legal battle of I'm trying to live in this house where if she knows that she could get stuff out, she could have hired the people to beat her up. Honestly, it's not extremely far fetched. We've seen, I mean, people, people, people watch are crazy. Criminal Minds. I've seen it. People are crazy. I don't want to levy on her that she did. I don't even want to, you know make the argument that she could have but I it's possible but it's also possible McCoy hired them to try to get her this out of the is house weird. it's a, so obviously someone beat her up hopefully the police will figure maybe out maybe it was who. just random robbers coming it's, in that's probably the most likely situation of all it's random robbers no I still think it's my idea she I mean it could be that she hired them to beat her up because of the court date and everything yeah. was coming maybe yeah. they didn't realize it got changed and beat her up she mm-hmm. wouldn't have to appear in court or maybe McCoy didn't want to appear in court, and he hired them, and then the J changed. Um, also, I want to point out that she um, claims that McCoy beat her son. Uh, I don't know if it's her son and or McCoy's dog, son. Right? 
his son and his dog, right? But then again, there's no evidence. This girl's there's bringing no, stuff out of no her. No evidence of that. I did see some Instagram videos being floated around of McCoy and his son, who and the son was like running around and laughing and playing right with him. I kind of find it hard to believe that, he that would a toddler be, yeah. would would really like to hang out with somebody or or really laugh and giggle and run around with someone who's beating them. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't add up to me. And until we get some real empirical evidence of something that makes. McCoy culpable in this situation. I think she's I just pulling stuff it. out of the air. A lot of people have done this in the past, especially to pro athletes trying to get money. I mean, yeah, and get it, stuff out of it. Pro athletes, you know, a lot of people are like, just gonna see this and go, "Oh my God, he's a, he's a monster." Yeah, you could so easily ruin someone's reputation and try to get money out of this, but it's it's no it's no light matter because the way information spreads with social media, the, how gullible people can be, happens all the time. It just Someone's reputation can be ruined for something they never did. And and that's, you know, it's like the it's Ray awful. Lewis murder situation. Not to bring the Ravens up because I always do. Oh. Ray Lewis, people believe Ray Lewis murdered somebody when there's no evidence to suggest he ever did. It's just a rumor that's been spread because of an incident. I thought it was in his book. <laughs> no. Basically, what happened was he he and he, some of his friends got into a fight with two people who disappeared and later that night. And died. Yes, they died. Um... Whether or not they killed him, is, the two friends killed him, is, is we don't actually know who killed them. Oh, well. But Ray Lewis was never actually part of it. He actually, from the official accounts, from everybody's account really, even the people bystanding, he pulled the two, his two friends into the limo and threw them in so they wouldn't continue the fight. That's good. Somehow that makes Ray Lewis a murderer. I don't know, but, you know. But yeah. this thing yeah. happens all the time in the NFL, so yeah. we have to watch out. Yeah. Alright, so hopefully by the next time we have an episode, more information will come about the story because I do want to get I to hope the bottom they, of I hope the, I hope, I uh, hope he's innocent because honestly, I never hope... I hope his ex-girlfriend's guilty. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll find out. Honestly, well, whoever's at fault needs to be punished, no yeah, matter who it no is. Alright, so on to a little bit more of a lighter topic because the first three topics really are kind of depressing. depressing yeah. yeah. This one's just kind of weird. Um... Terrell Owens, if you do not know who Terrell Owens is, you probably don't follow the NFL very <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, former wide receiver for a lot of teams. I yeah, think he played for a lot of teams. The Cowboys at one point was probably his biggest stint. Um, he's being inducted in the Hall of Fame with some others. Ray Lewis, actually. Um, who else is being in- inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, I'm not sure. Let me let me check this out real quick. I, I actually should have put this in, in our little um, description yeah. here. But he is not... Going to the ceremony, he's just <laughs> flat out not going. He feels that he was not in, inducted quick, quick enough, which honestly <laughs> is a little weird for me because you know some people wait their entire life, at least like once or twice. That's not that long. No, I, I mean some people wait their entire life to get in. Like there was a punter who was like seventy or eighty years old a couple years ago who who waited for like fifty years or whatever it was to get in, and he was so happy. And now <laughs> Terrell Owens is like, oh, I, too long. Terrell Owens has always been kind of a weird character in the NFL. Um, so he's not going. He's going to hold his own ceremony at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, where he went to school. Uh, as a result, the Pro Football Hall of Fame will not include Owens' induction as part of the ceremonies. He is getting inducted, but his bust and his, you know, everything is gold jacket, not going to be a part of the ceremony. They're just going to skip over him and they're going to quietly induct him afterwards. Just basically place everything in the museum 
and where all the busts are. So, is Terrell Owens making the right decision? Is he being ungrateful, uh, and is he just disrespecting the other people? I mean, I kind of think he is. But he's making the right decision? No, he's making the wrong decision okay. because he he's disrespecting the people that want to go to the Hall of Fame or go in there to receive, go through it. It's been, what, 60 years that they've been inducting people into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean... The same way. Why do you have to be different? Like, you're not as good... You weren't better than Joe Montana. No. No, no, you weren't. Well, he was different from position. I don't care. He's still... He's no Jerry Rice. Jerry he's Rice no Jerry is Rice, Rice no Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, Terrell Owens, I would not put him in probably top five wide receivers no. of all time. Um, is he still playing in Canada? I don't know. I saw he got traded to um, some team. Uh, I just pulled up the list of players. So, here's some players who were on the Dolphins in the 70s. Bobby Beathard. You have Robert Brazil, who was with the Houston Oilers in the 70s and 80s. Um, Brian Dawkins was, was with good. the Eagles. He, he's the been out for a few years. He would have been. Um, he could have went into the Hall of Fame in 2016. It's 2018. He's going in. Jerry Kramer was with the Green Bay Packers in the 50s and 60s. So I mean, Ray Lewis with that. He's a first. We you know first round ballot. Randy Moss is he first round ballot? No. Wait. Yes. Yes. He is. Uh, and Terrell Owens, Brian Urlacher also first round ballot. So Ray Lewis getting I mean, inducted this yeah, week. Yeah. Larry Lewis is getting he inducted. Should. Yeah. I mean, I think so. But you have people like, you know, Jerry Kramer here has been out of the Packers since 1968, and he's way too... Yeah, and that's like 40 that's years. That's 50, 50 years, years, exactly. You, I mean, you can't be ungrateful. You can't grateful. be ungrateful. You've been out of the league for, what, 10 years? You think 12 years? I, I'll check real quick. He's been out since 2010. Okay. His earliest Eight possible years. time would have been 2015 to go into the... Yeah, come on, man. Calm down. I mean, I just think he's making a bad decision. Yeah. I feel like I think just... he's missing out too. Like that's a cool thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I don't. If I, don't I were to get inducted to the Hall of Fame, I'd be in Canton right now. I I would be there. You know, you don't get to make a speech in front of everybody. You don't get to see your bus. You don't get. I don't know. Does he get the gold jacket? I mean, probably I'm assuming him. he's gonna get the golden jacket. But but you don't get it put on. It you just know? seems like weird. He's just ungrateful over this. I mean, yeah. people work their entire lives for this, and then he just doesn't seem to care. So oh, well. I mean, it's it's his choice. He's not legally obliged. To go to this. It's his choice. I don't agree with it. But, you know, we'll see what the fans think. I'm, I'm sure we'll get some mixed reactions come uh, his, his speech at University of Tennessee Chattanooga. Okay, so on to the next topic. This one is actually a little bit more recent. Um, the supplemental draft happened last week, I believe it was. And... Most people don't pay attention to the supplemental draft for good reason, because nobody ever gets drafted in the supplemental draft. The most notable player ever to come out of the supplemental draft is Josh Gordon, who we're going to get to in a little bit. But usually players are drafted, and the reason is because, you know, to go, go to a supplemental draft, something has to be wrong. Well, not wrong with you, but there has to be a reason why you didn't go to the draft in the, the original draft in the first place. So maybe you had a legal issue or a drug issue or some sort of school issue. Whatever it may be, you didn't declare for the draft early enough, so now you're being booed to the supplemental draft. The way the supplemental draft works is there's a full seven rounds and every team gets a pick. Only two players got drafted this year, and the reason is because let's say you pick somebody in the first round. You now forfeit your pick for next year's fourth, first round. You pick somebody in the second round, you forfeit a second round pick, third round, third round pick, etc., etc. 
So you have to be really confident that the person that you already know has issues coming out of college is going to be worth worth a pick that you have to forfeit for next year. In the normal draft. In the normal draft. So, um, usually it doesn't happen. This year it did happen to two players, actually. Sam Beal was the first pick um, out of the draft this year. He was a third-round pick, so all three rounds were first skipped over by every team because you do not have to make a pick. Um, Sam Beal, he's 6-1 out of Western Michigan. was selected in the third round. He's a quarterback, defensive back. Would have likely been a third-round pick this year. Um, that's what most analysts suggested. The interesting thing about Beal, aside from his obvious talent, which we'll get into in a second, is that he wasn't really having a lot of problems in college, actually. The reason he didn't go to the regular draft was because he wanted to get his college degree. He would have been the first person in his family to get his college degree. And, you know, everybody, universally, that's a good thing to do. If you want a college degree, go for it. You don't have to leave for the NFL originally. The problem is he planned to make up some classes he missed from the season in summer school. All fine and dandy. Just get your credits and graduate. The problem is the NCAA kind of screwed him over. They basically told him, you don't have enough credits right now to play next year. And even if you finish them during summer school, we're not going to give you a decision on if you can play in 2018 until August. And training camp's already begun. So he, now being faced with, you know, I may never be able to play college football again, and how am I going to get to the NFL if I lose a year of college football? i got to go in the supplemental draft. So he was picked in the third round, so he's probably the cleanest player in the supplemental draft. It was actually, you know, a weird issue that he got, got get out of. Um, he gets trapped as the Giants. So yippee, the Giants need some secondary help. They got a player who who might actually he's help them. Good. Who's pretty good. He might he might do really well soon. Problem is today he injured his shoulder, so he's and gonna he's be out for the entire year. year. Now what's interesting about it is they didn't pick him in this year's draft. They picked him in the supplemental draft. So technically, he's now basically a rookie next year because they are they basically using a pick uh, in next year's draft to get him, and he can't play this year. So he's basically a pick next year for the third-round pick, if you think of it that mm-hmm. way. So it's not a completely terrible situation for the Giants, but for Beal, it's so like... So they lose the third-round pick in the 2019 draft. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So for Beal, it's, it's going it's to be annoying. He could have been, gonna... been that pick next year anyway. Because, you know, they're having issues with Eli Apple... Right, he's been yeah, kind of Eli off, Apple, they've been... Is he still on the team? Yeah, he's still on the team. Um, Janoris Jenkins is still there? Yeah. But they got rid of DRC. DRC's gone. Yeah, I thought so. So they do need secondary help. He probably would have fit in uh, nicely in that secondary and at least been some sort of nickel package or something, mm-hmm. at least being a third-round pick. He's probably going to get And with Landon time. Collins being a little yeah. shaken up. Yeah, Landon Collins. He could have helped. Yeah. Um, so it's really unfortunate for Beal. Um... I was going to ask you uh, individually with these two picks we're going to talk about. Did this team make a good decision, the Giants? I don't know if this injury affects it or not, but do you think mm-hmm. the Giants made a good decision drafting the, this guy? I think they made a good decision because he would have been a, what, a second-round pick, they said? They thought if he went this year, he would have been a third-round pick. A third-round pick, which I think you basically picked two, had two third-round picks this year, if you look at it. And he got hurt. What are you going to do? Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I think it's a good pick. He's a good cornerback. I don't really I mean, think the injury changes it because it's, you know, the forefront next year's third round pick. So he'll go get him next year if he's healthy. So it doesn't really matter at this, mm-hmm. at this point. Could have used him this year, you know, but oh well. Um, overall, a solid pick. Now, the second player picked in the supplemental draft, his name is Adonis Alexander. 
Uh, he played for Virginia Tech. Um, he had some academic and drug-related issues at Virginia Tech, which is why he stayed out. Um, was picked in the sixth round of the supplemental draft by the Washington Redskins. So Virginia Tech to Washington Redskins, not a very far drive. Um, he actually looks pretty good, but I think the main issue with him was we don't really know how he's going to pan out with the yeah. character issues, and that's probably why he went pretty lower significantly than Beal, who's you know I don't I haven't I didn't find I looked extensively I didn't find any drug related issues with Beal. Uh, Alexander did have drug related issues. You don't know if the NFL is going to do some suspensions. You saw what happened to Josh Gordon. He was a supplemental draft player, and he's had a lot of issues with the NFL. You know, cracking down on him, taking a risk. He, Sixth round isn't a super huge risk because, you know, taking a player in the sixth round is just trying to, like, just hit a ball in baseball, you know, just yeah. blindfold and see if you get it. So, um, Nick, what do you think of this pick? Um, there's not really th- much to think about. It's just taking a gamble, honestly. I mean, the sixth round pick, good players come out of the sixth round. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, wasn't Tom, Tom Brady? Brady? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's probably the best pick. example. I think Richard Sherman was either a sixth or seventh round pick somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. We've seen good players come out of even undrafted. So, I mean, anything's possible anything's with this guy. Anything's possible. I don't know what to he, think. He's really got to get the off the field issues under control. Yeah. Um, significantly under control. Um, so there are three other players in this supplemental draft that we're going to just uh, name for a second. Uh, the first is Brandon Bryant. He was a defensive back from Mississippi State. Uh, he was not selected by any team, but was signed by the New York Jets after the draft. I think that's a really good strategy. You know, if you're pretty sure someone's not going to get picked, you're not just forfeiting signing. anything at this point. I think that's a really good thing to do. I don't do. know much about Brandon Bryant. I don't know either. But you're not taking a risk at all. You can no. just cut him at the end of the training camp if you don't like him or if he, if he messes up or does something stupid. Yeah. That's probably a really good way to go. Um, two others were Martavis Carter and Bright. I'm going to butcher this name. Agwo Egbu. I'm really sorry if you're listening, Bright Agwo Egbu, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I just butchered your name. Uh, both went undrafted in the uh, supplemental drafts and remain free agents. So I kind of doubt they're going to get picked up at this point. I mean, you still have Des Bryant on the market. We Jeff keep bringing Rangers. this, yeah. Where we keep bringing this what up. What is going Every on? Every episode we're going to keep bringing this up. Maybe it's just us because... He got released, what, the day or the day before we, we recorded our first episode? Yeah. Maybe we're jinxing him somehow. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know how he's still on the market. I don't know how he's still out there. Someone's going to get hurt. He'll be, on the mar- he'll be off the market eventually. Um, but with players like him on the market, I kind of doubt that these guys are going to get picked up, even if, since they haven't been picked mm-hmm. up yet, and it's been a little while after that. I saw one of them. I think it was Carter was was uh, going to do some training with the Chiefs. I don't know about Ogbuegbu. haven't heard anything about him. All right. So that wraps up the supplemental draft. Overall, a more intriguing supplemental draft than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, it's just nothing to talk about because no one gets picked. And this year, two players were picked. So that's pretty big news. Okay, on to Saquon Barkley. Probably one of your favorite players yeah, in this he's, draft. He's stud. Um, he was going to be our big contract story of the episode until something dropped, what, a few hours ago? Um, I thought it was yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday. Um, but... That we'll get into that in a second. Saquon Barkley was signed by the Giants, so he got his contract and originally signed to the second highest running back contract ever. Now that's the third running back contract. We'll we'll get that's a little bit. Saquon Barkley's deal is four years, thirty one point two million dollars, and it's all fully guaranteed. Uh, all the signing bonus comes in by October, and there's also offset language in this deal. So what that means. 
is that, let's say the Giants cut Saquon Barkley before his contract is up for whatever crazy reason. Maybe he doesn't perform well, gets an injury, whatever. And he signs with, let's say, the Chiefs. Any money the Chiefs pay him, the Giants will not pay him that same amount. So if the Chiefs pay him a million dollars, the Giants will take a million dollars away from their fully guaranteed contract. Okay. So they wouldn't be able to pay him. Um, so $31.2 million fully guaranteed for a player who has yet to play a game in the NFL, not even a preseason game. Did the Giants overpay Saquon Barkley? What's your take, Nick? I got to This is more of a question I think I could do once he starts playing, maybe next season, next okay. offseason. Because if you look at everything, I think he will be worth it, obviously, because he looks like an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, But that's a lot of money for a rookie. Yeah, it's a pretty big... I mean, look... And, and you still got OBJ to pay now. Yeah, is he coming up on a contract extension year? Next year. This summer, coming up. That's right. Um, They didn't pay him yet? Okay. No. So, I don't know. This just is a little crazy to me. Like, I get Saquon Barkley could be the best thing since LT, right? Yeah. The absolute best running back since LT. The Danian Tomlinson people. Yeah. The problem is, we don't know until he hits the field. He's got to hit the field. I'm wary of giving rookies huge contracts because, you know... Whether it be Ryan Leaf... There's been a lot or, of couple big contracts this offseason. Yeah, there's been a lot. I Baker, feel like, I think, got a big, yeah. good size one. I feel like the, the contracts that these rookies are getting... And I'll actually look up... I'll look him up in a second. I don't know exactly what his deal is. Um, but I feel like the the contracts they're getting... They're just going astronomically higher and higher and higher. For players, we don't know how they're going to play. I mean... Okay, here we go. Um, Baker Mayfield. $32 million... Uh, fully guaranteed. Guess what? Guaranteed to sign thirty-two million dollars. So signing bonus of twenty-one million dollars. That's exactly what Saquon got. Twenty-one yeah. million dollars signing bonus. So I mean, the price is just going astronomically high. I don't. I, I don't think rookies should be getting paid this much. Honestly, I think the NFL should move into a more um, beneficial contract system for themselves. And I know the players you would probably hate me saying this. But I think we should be paying players based on their performance. So maybe rookies should get a base salary of a million dollars or whatever, or maybe two or whatever you guys can negotiate. And, and then they, earn and then it. Earn. earn it based on how they perform or if they make the roster. I mean... He's going to make the roster. Or where their position is on the depth chart, let's say. So let's say he's a starter, he gets another million dollars. And then let's say he runs 100 yards a game, gets another million dollars. So we incentivize, and that would make competition probably go astronomically higher and make it more interesting to watch because now yeah, these I players have a lot more on the line. You don't see, you know, a player winning the Super Bowl, MVP, and then for the next four or five years just, you know, casually walking along with his $120 million contract. I think they paid him, overpaid him, honestly, and I think this is just a stupid, not a stupid move, but it, it, it it's not a good move. Um, but then again, if he comes out and rushes for 1,200 yeah, yards for four but years. But that's if. What if, what if he tears his ACL oh. first preseason game and is out for the entire season and then has injury well, problems the rest of his career? Then you just wasted $31 million guaranteed and you didn't well, get Well, you got to roll, roll dice sometimes. What's the salary cap? Like 130 right now? I have no idea. Around that number? I mean, that's a huge astronomical number you're going to be paying him for a few, oh, sorry, oh, well. a few years. So well, We're going to find out. Yeah, we'll see if preseason's coming up pretty quickly. Um, I want to talk about some other contracts. Um... Todd Gurley, another running back, got a major contract extension. Um, 
His contract extension is four years, sixty million, forty-five million guaranteed. So this is the one that's bigger than Barkley's contract. Uh, I don't know if this is first or second or whatever it is, but it's much bigger. But his, the big th- deal about Todd Gurley's contract is what's the is, what's going to happen now with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So if you don't know, Le'Veon Bell has been holding out for a little while now. For what? Three years? He's said he's going to hold out. He's been playing under this franchise I, tag at least at least a year. I don't. I, don't, I know it went back to last. He year. He played under the franchise tag last year too, and he wasn't happy about it. Yeah, I don't doesn't know. want to play under it again me, this let me year. Go up on that. He's, um, he said that Le'Veon Bell has said that he'll hold out eight game, a whole first half if he needs to. Yeah, I mean, I I, think I don't agree with his tactics here. I don't think this helps the Steelers in paying him. Honestly, I think if he showed up to training camp, he'd probably be more. Uh, they'd probably be more inclined to pay him. That being said, because they who they draft, they drafted a running back this year, right? Uh, in the first round, did they draft Darius Guys? No, right? No, I'm sorry, they drafted James Conner last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if they drafted one this year. I'm I don't getting know. confused. Um, but yeah, you have a situation here where Le'Veon Bell is now threatening to to sit out the first half of the season, essentially. And if the Steelers lose Le'Veon Bell, I mean, that's a big loss. Ben Roethlisberger cannot carry the Steelers. I mean. All biases aside, he's a good quarterback, but he cannot carry the Steelers. He's older, he's had injury problems, and his arm is just not going to be as good as If it's just going to be Antonio Brown on that offense, they're just going to double team him and he's going to have no one else to throw to. Yeah, you're going up against defenses, you know, as much, you know, as as the Bengals are laughed at as being, you know, the laughing stock when it comes to certain things and not winning in a playoff game, but their defense is all right. And if they just put two cornerbacks on Le'Veon Bell, I'm not Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown, and then no Le'Veon Bell, what's Ben Roethlisberger going to do? Run it himself? No. No, he's an old bag. He's going to hand it off to James Conner or somebody, and but they're not. It's Le'Veon not Le'Veon Bell. Bell. No. You you also have you know the Browns that division. The who, Browns. Their defense is actually pretty good. I know. Their offense is better. You you put them in a similar situation. They're going to do well. And then you look at the Ravens. I just had a piece uh, a couple days ago of why the Ravens secondary might be the best in the league with their depth. They have so many players, Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Carr, Jimmy Smith, you know, Eric Weddle, everybody. You put two people, two top caliber corners on, on Antonio Brown, and then the rest can cover the other wide receivers, and they're not going to do anything without Le'Veon Bell. You need a distraction to get these guys off of him. You're going to make this offense one-dimensional, and this is not going to help no. Um, the Steelers' offense. Now, do I believe Le'Veon Bell will actually sit out eight games? No. I don't see that happening. I think Maybe one or two. If he's really got a big ego, he will. But honestly, if he if he thinks he's not going to get money from the Steelers, it would probably help him to play in an auditioning basically for another contract. But then he's going to have to wait till next year to... Cause yeah, but the gonna... franchise tag is only for one year. If they pay him again next year, it's going to be upwards of $20 million in a year. The Steelers can't afford that unless they make some serious I think he's cuts. done with the franchise tag now. He's been two years in a row. Yeah, you can franchise tag as many times as you want. I really? Mean, I'm pretty sure. Oh, jeez. So, I mean, the reason they, they didn't uh, franchise tag Kirk Cousins again, they would have paid him like $30 million in one yeah. year, which would have just bankrupted the team. So, <laughs> you know. There'd, there'd be no Redskins anymore. The Redskins would be gone. <laughs> I mean, the trademark has already been taken away once, so they got no merchandise to sell at this point. Basically, I mean... Do you think Le'Veon Bell is is right in his um, 
distrust or distaste of the Steelers at this point. You know, I think he. I, I really do think he is. He's produced, I do too. He's produced for what more than five years for them. This is gonna be a consi- year, I think. Consistent basis. Barring injury, he did have a, yeah, I think he had one a, or two. Yeah, injuries. and he came back and played and very been, well. Yeah, he hasn't missed a step. So when you look at a running back who who's going to and you see all these other contracts going to Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, who hasn't even played. who hasn't even played yet. That's, that's hasn't the even played. Thing. Um, Le'Veon Bell's only get what fourteen million dollars this year. Yeah, and and you know and he looks down the field. He sees Antonio Brown got a big contract. Yeah, where's his? And Ben Roethlisberger's probably been paying a lot too. Oh, big Ben, who I mean. And wait till Ezekiel Elliott gets on the market. Jerry Jones is going to give him the whole Jerry state, Jones going to give yeah. portion of the company. Jerry Jones would give him, like, the entire darn Cowboys organization. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, I feel where he's coming from, but I don't agree exactly how he's doing it here. Um, Aaron Donald also isn't showing up for training camp right now? No, Aaron Donald wants to get... I would agree with Aaron Donald, too. He's been the best defensive lineman in the league the past three yeah, years. Yeah, no question. He's been the sack leader. I don't know what the Rams are doing. The Rams are too busy giving Brandon Cooks money, and you know Tiger, in, Brandon Cooks just got traded to the Rams, offense. and they give him a extension. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Aaron Donald has been a loyal Rams player even through the transition from yeah, St. Louis from to St. Louis. To yeah, a LA. lot of he could have just left at that point if he didn't want to go, but you know, or, I could don't it, know if he could have left. Could they have left? I don't He could have requested a trade and made a big deal out of it if he yeah. really didn't want to, but he went with it. You know, um, and if they were if they were to lose Aaron Donald. That That's defense a takes a major hit. I mean, you still hit. got a crazy secondary with yeah. Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib. But a secondary needs that pass rush to get them. Because if a quarterback is sitting back there they for They can't go him for seconds, 10 seconds. No. You, you can't wait that long. So he's in a similar situation, too. Um, some other players. I know C.J. Mosley is looking for a contract, but he is not. He's not Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's not Aaron Donald, but he's not uh, missing training camp for it. He's, he's sticking around. I think that's a good thing. Uh, OBJ showed up to training camp. He's looking for an extension. So it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of deals, if you know, if all these players do get deals, what kind of deals they all get. I think do the players that show up to training camp deals. get a better deal than the ones that don't, or is it the, the opposite? I think the go? ones who show up to training camp should get a better I would, deal. I would pay the players that show up to training camp because it shows me you're more committed to the te- team. Technically, you're not supposed to get paid till next year. Right. So show up. Yeah. So like, if I'm, if let's say I'm. Um, uh, who who's the Rams Aaron Donald. Gen- general manager? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Let's say I'm the Rams general manager here, and Aaron Donald doesn't show up, and there's another guy that shows up that is you know not as good as Aaron Donald, but it's showing up training camp and he's on a contract. Like Ndamukong Sue. Let's say Ndamukong Sue. I don't know if he's on. a it's contract It's a one year yet. contract. Yeah. Okay. So let's say Ndamukong Sue's there, and he's you know as much as Ndamukong Sue's you know not the best character in the NFL with all the you know the claims that he tries to injure players and stuff. He shows up to training camp versus Aaron Donald doesn't. I would think that Nadamik and Sue would be more of a team player. I mean, can you trust a player? But then again, yeah. That that trying to make it so it's only about money. I mean, let's not get it wrong here. It is only about money. Let's face it. But everything's about money for teams that want to win. They you know they need their they need players to step up. Aaron they need Donald team players. They need everyone to be on the same page. And if you're just gonna act selfishly, then that, this might not. It's not be what, good because okay. you do deserve money, but at the same time, they're only going to pay you as much money as they want to. So you got to figure it out. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Okay, on to our next topic. We were uh, I said that we would get to Josh Gordon today, and the reason for that is not what you might think. Now, normally, if a 
NFL news show talks about Josh Gordon, the first thing that would come to your mind is he's in trouble again. He got busted for marijuana or some crazy thing. Marijuana again. Yeah, again. Uh, actually, it's the opposite. Josh Gordon, uh, he's 27 years old now. He was out for a while in an indefinite suspension, um, but was reinstated last, was it last year? Yes, it was last it was year. Last year. He played a couple games, too. Yeah, he played a few games, played well. Um, after after a long time battle with the NFL to get back in over the marijuana, repeated marijuana suspensions over and over and over again. Um, he's now sitting out some Browns training camp. This has nothing to do with the contract, believe it or not. The Cle- Cleveland actually is encouraging him to do this. The reason they're encouraging him is because he feels like if he just stays away from the spotlight a little bit and tones everything down, he'd be less likely to go back to his old ways because he's really come a long way and it seems like he's really trying to get away from all the drug issues and off-the-field issues. Um, now, if that's true, then he's making really great strides because this was his idea, but Cleveland's backing him up on it. Um, he says this is part of his treatment and he says he's also doing better both physically and mentally. So he's trying to clear his head and get ready, you know, to get back in the NFL spotlight, which, you know, for some people might just be too much to handle, right? You know, you kind of think you're invincible mm-hmm. and all these things go down. So what do you think, Nick? Are we finally going to see a responsible Josh Gordon here? I think we are because if I Josh Gordon was going in a couple of years ago, they would be like, please sit out. He'd be like, no, I'm playing. I'm the best wide receiver here, best wide receiver in the league. Just, obviously, I'm playing. Obviously, it caught up to him. Yeah. I don't know exactly what clicked it. Maybe it was suspension. Maybe it was just something that happened to him, but something clicked in his head. He probably ran out like. of weed money. <laughs> um, maybe. Um, yeah, so I think we probably will see a response from Josh Gordon here. I'm actually very impressed with this. The Cleveland Browns are having a heck of an offseason. Mm-hmm. i got to hand it to them. They're really – if they mess this up somehow, I'm going to be very disappointed. They're going to wild As much card as they're game. in the division that, you know, I would like to see them fail. At the same they're time, wild card they're game. the only team in the division I would like to see succeed except for the Ravens. Um, so how is he going to impact the Cleveland Browns this year if he's healthy and is out of trouble for the entire year? Let's I say think, he plays all 16 games. I really think he'd be more. very good because Jarvis Landry is going to get keyed on, obviously. Yeah. And having Josh Gordon on their side, who's shown that he was one of the best receivers in the league before, oh yeah, can there was a year for that can make it like really dynamic yards or some crazy number. It yeah, was crazy. Yeah. Um, which quarterback do you think you would play better with, Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield? It's a tough I one. Know, I know that's a hard question because one's an experience and the other's experience, but not such a great passer. I, mean, I I don't know. That's a hard question to ask. Yeah, I mean. I'm kind of leaning towards, right now, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, same because of the experience. The experience. I think he knows how to get the ball to him. I think he might get frustrated a little bit if Baker Mayfield's out there and Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. makes some stupid pass or something. Josh Gordon might get a little frustrated and kind of like let it get to him. But I think if Tyrod Taylor's out there, he'll be more conservative with yeah. the ball and pass it to Gordon when he really can make a catch and, and make you know Gordon look really good. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the Browns, how they unfold this year. Um, they got a lot of good things they going got, for them. They got big expectations. They just do not. I mean, if they go for six wins, that's big that's, that's a phenomenal season. That's for them. the Super Bowl. Yeah, they just have to get. I think six wins is the bare minimum. Or this get year. one win. Because Hugh Jackson, his first year, got one win and then went down to zero wins. <laughs> I think he said something like he would jump in the Great Lakes in the middle of winter if they got less wins than his first year. Then he actually had to do it <laughs> on camera. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. So Josh Gordon, we'll see how that pans out. All the best wishes to him. I really hope he gets his life together. Okay, so we have two last things to talk about here. They're both related. 
Um, just a couple of pieces of news. Retirement, um, right? Two retirements that are coming out. One now, one next year. So Darrell Revis, who Revis Island, one of the biggest names in the NFL, yes. finally announces his retirement after eleven years in the NFL. Mm. Um, he played for the Jets for most of those years. Also had stints with the Patriots, Buccaneers, and Kansas City Chiefs. The Jets um, had had him yesterday sign a one-day contract. And he had a little speech, watched a little bit, nothing that crazy. Um, basically thanking everybody for his time in the NFL. Um, but this is the end of an era. I mean, for years, Revis was, you know. Revis Island. Revis Island. You could can't, not pass on Revis Island. It was, Island. It was who was better, Richard Sherman or Darrell Revis. Now, you know, Richard Sherman is still playing well, but not as great as he used no. to. And Revis is gone, and we're entering a new era of the NFL here. So, um, what I'm going to ask you here is. Do you think Terrell Reeves is going to be a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay, I think so But too. I don't think he'll be first ballot. Yeah, that's the, that's Actually, the prong of this question. possibly because he has that ring. The, with the Patriots, yeah. yeah. But I think that he's not going to be. I think it's going to take him a little while to get in. Honestly, look, he was a great player, but you know he did move around a little bit, yeah. and he had some injury issues. I think it would have been better if he, if he stayed with the Jets the entire career and still won a Super Bowl. I think he'd automatically Oh, yeah, automatically. Ballot. The problem is when players jump around a lot, it's, it's kind of confusing yeah. because is it really them helping the team or is the team no. helping them more than they are? It's difficult because you can argue that he helped the Patriots win that Super Bowl, but you can also argue that Malcolm Butler did more for the Malcolm Patriots Super Bowl, the Super Bowl than Darrell. That was the Super Bowl, right? That yeah, exact one? I think so. That Darrell Revis did. So, I mean, it, it's tough because that, that secondary was already good. If he had won a Super Bowl with the Jets who are the Jets. They <laughs> suck. Sorry, Jets fans. I know we have some listening. Um, or the Buccaneers. Or the Chiefs. Or the Buccaneers. I mean, the Chiefs are, the Chiefs don't suck right now. But they're not great. They're, 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 they'll be 10-6 and six and you know do what they want. This year they're not going to be that good without Alex Smith. The Buccaneers, they, they're terrible. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to take And actually, he was, you know when he was with the Buccaneers? That was Graciano days. Oh, God. So that was a little while ago. But that was probably even worse. Um, but yeah... I don't think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he eventually, maybe I five think or six eventually years. Make it. Um, yeah, but we are entering a new era. Uh, I think this is going to be more of like the Marcus Peters era now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the other cornerback's going to be. Patrick Peterson? Mm, he's he's kind of like, he, he's good, but I don't know if he's going to be like, or who's, the be- who's the best, Patrick Peterson or Marcus Peters? I think it's going to be Marcus Peters and someone else that might emerge soon. I don't know who it's going to be. But it might be Patrick Peterson. Patrick, we'll he's see. good. Yeah, I think he's getting a little older, though, so that might be the problem with that. Okay, so the last retirement story of the day is Darren Sproles. Thank now, Darren God. Sproles. Thank God. Oh, yeah, Eagles. Um, Darren Sproles. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's been in the time. NFL for a while. He's like 35. Yeah, he's 35 he's now. For running back, that's like ancient. <laughs> Running backs can barely ever go past 30. He's 35. And the reason he does it because he's this all-purpose crazy running back that does more catching, really, than just running. And he's a returner. And a lot. good return, man. Very good returner. Um, so he, he's announced this is going to be his last year in the NFL. So he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's like, all right, I'm just going to take my one-year deal and get out of here while the getting's good. I respect that. Um, I've always liked Darren Sproles because he's mm-hmm. really interesting to watch and, and pretty fun to watch. Um... So he ranked, you know, he ranks eighth all time in all purpose yards, believe it or not, in the NFL. All That's purpose crazy. yards. So, a lot of people don't talk about this, but Darren Sproles, can he be a Hall of Famer? 
I think so. He's top 10 number. in all-purpose yards and has a Super Bowl ring now. I think he's only played for the Eagles, right? No, he played with oh someone else. I'll check as we discuss. But, I mean, I think Darren Swall is pretty underrated. I think he should. But because he's underrated, it may take him a while. Yeah. Um, he played with the Chargers from 2005 to 2010, New Orleans Saints from 11 to 13, and Philadelphia Eagles from 14 to the present. He's a one-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowler. From 2014 to 2016, actually. Uh, I just think times. that's huge stat. That's a huge stat. What? Top 10 all-time and all-purpose yards. Yeah, I mean, that's difficult to get. i got to take a look at that list, actually. See who else is on there. We'll, we'll take a look in a second. Uh, he's a two-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro in 2014. He was part of the San Diego Chargers 50th anniversary team. He's the He holds the NFL record for all-purpose yards in a single season, 2,696. He's a first-team All-American in 2003. In his college days, he went to mm. college at Kansas I, State. I figured I found the top ten. Okay. It's a pretty good company. All right, let me hear him. Jerry Rice. Okay, that's, that's pretty Number big. Number two, Brian Mitchell. Okay. Walter Payton. Ooh, sweetness. Emmett Smith. Mm, okay. Tim Brown. Marshall, Marshall Folk. Wow. Very, very good. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Steve Smith. Steve Senior? No, just as Steve oh. Smith. Darren Sproles, Danian Tomlinson, and Barry Sanders. That that's a crazy top ten. Yeah, I mean, um, that that is pretty crazy. In all honesty, and you got Frank Gore coming up. Actually, I think that is Steve Smith Senior. Yeah, how many yards does it, does it say? How many yards? Nineteen thousand one hundred eighty. Yeah, that's Steve Smith Senior. Um, former Carolina Panthers and mm-hmm. Raven. Did more at Carolina though, to be honest. Um. Yeah, so I think that he's got – he might not be talked about for a little bit, but he's got a case to make for Hall of Fame. And, and the 30, he's 35 and still playing. First of yeah. that alone, Especially as a running back, back you, you, can, you don't see his, a lot of quarterbacks. His size? Yeah, and he's tiny. He's what, like 5'6"? Five, 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 Let me see. I think he's like 5'8". Oh, come on, it doesn't show. Oh, he's 5'6". He's 5'6". So he's shorter than me. Yeah. And I, I'm short compared to most NFL players. So, I mean, the way his career's unfolded, I think he deserves to be talked about for the Hall of Fame. I don't think we're going to see him talked about for the Hall of Fame for a little while. Maybe next year some other people in the media are going to bring it up. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So that's really it for today's podcast. I hope it wasn't too boring because we did have a lot of different things to cover uh, some really terrible things and some more um, inspiring things such as Josh Gordon uh, trying to get his life around and Darren Sproles and Darrell Revis you know making uh, making their careers uh, basically all wrapped up so to wrap up our episode um, is there anything else you want to say Nick? Um, I just want to Make my condolences out to the Sperano yeah. family again. Yeah, once again, uh, that's and that's about it. He's in my thoughts and prayers. I'm sure he's in your thoughts yes. and prayers as well. The NFL family grieves with the Vikings and Mr. Sperano's family. Um, yeah. So sorry, ended on a bummer like that, but you know that's that's life, I guess. You gotta do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm Chris Linfont signing off for Nick Barber and I, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Goldline Sam's podcast. Peace. Take care, everyone. <laughs>